these are the things that are very things that we can't touch, right? There is no paycheck for these things. But what is really important in life? Why are we here? Hi, I'm Emily Bonney, the CEO of the Investment Banking Institute. You are listening to the Hurdle Rate Podcast. The Hurdle Rate Podcast is an opportunity to engage in important and enlightening conversations with women in finance and business. This podcast aims to elevate and empower women in the space, bringing voice to the stories behind their successes. In this episode, I'm delighted to welcome Katerina Levantar. Katerina, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Emily. It's a pleasure being here. Katerina's journey is one that we would read about in self-motivation books. After a career on Wall Street, she quit and moved to Mexico, fleeing burnout and in search of purpose. Fast forward a couple years and she has multiple lines of work, all of which are connected to human energy and well-being. Katerina applies her knowledge and practice of meditation, yoga, NLP, sound, ASMR, storytelling, and psychosomatic work to help people get unstuck, gain clarity, connect to their purpose, overcome anxiety and physical illness, and tap into their full potential. She does this through sound, vibrations, language, energy, and by guiding you to leverage the power of your own thoughts. Her new online and in-person product, which teaches ways to tap into the power of your divine feminine for success in business and in life, is going to be released later this month. Katerina travels frequently to the United States and in Mexico to hold ceremonies and consult teams and executive suite members on emotional intelligence and transformation. Now, Katerina, I would expect some of our listeners are wondering what this work has to do with business, finance, or women's careers. I think so often we focus on the development of professional skills and upskilling, which is fantastic, but there are other pieces to this puzzle. You know, what about upskilling when it comes to emotional intelligence? Before we dive into all of that, first, Katerina, I want to hear your story from your own voice. How did you get to where you are today? Sure. Well, thank you for introduction, first of all. Um, <laughs> um, it's a great question that you asked. Um, so let me get to that after my story. So um, as you already mentioned, I used to live in New York, uh, where I spent about 15 years until I realized that something was missing. The job was there, vacations were there, uh, paycheck was there. So technically, I could have kept going. But something just uh, started saying that this is not it. Something was missing. So it took me a couple of years to get it all together, get enough courage uh, to quit and to move from New York. Uh, And New York is one of my favorite places to leave. So that was difficult. So yeah, I moved. I moved without really a plan and um, just gave myself time. Gave myself time to not constantly be busy because this is what I've been doing my whole life and through that practice a lot of things started opening up to me and which is how I arrived to a deeper understanding of energy energy that we as humans emit we as humans have inside and energy as our world so 
once I started discovering that, it was like this light bulb. I'm like, wow, where was all of this before? Why didn't I know this? Why nobody told me that? Because if I knew that earlier or while I was uh, in the corporate work, uh, things could have been different. I could have reacted differently. I could have said different things. I could have thought differently. So, which is why I started sharing this with people and it's been very rewarding um, so far. And you said, you know, tapping into that energy and how to, to apply it to your everyday life, both professionally and personally. And, you know, had you had these skills or tapped into this energy previously, um, you know, maybe you could have used those skills sort of in your life on Wall Street or in other endeavors. (laughs) And, you know, for at least when, from my perspective, for women, it often seems that work informs life, life informs work. There's a lot of blurry lines there. And like I said, so often we, we focus on these professional skills and development and our resumes and, and that's all wonderful. But what about these other kind of skills like mindfulness, tapping into the higher purpose, emotional intelligence? Tell us what role that you see, you know, developing those skills can play in not just our personal lives, but also in our professional ones as well. Absolutely. So to me, um, what I see now in people and in my own life, emotions, energy, um, emotional intelligence, all of these skills are actually more important than anything else they tell us, Um, like striving, succeeding, achieving, which is a masculine energy in a way. So in the workplace, this is what has been prevalent for a very long time because that's how business has been viewed, very masculine energy, right? And um, we are constantly told you have to be this way, you have to be that way in order to be successful. So what ends up happening, um, we lose ourselves because when somebody constantly tells you the way you should be, for in order for you to be successful, you stop even understanding who you are yourself. So you get lost. What happens? You don't know who you are anymore. You don't feel good. You don't know what you like. You just keep going in motions. And I think that's one of the biggest situations that we're facing specifically now, especially after COVID and people kind of like reflecting on the work-life balance is that we neglected this divine feminine power. And by divine feminine, I mean these soft skills observing, flowing, being connected to intuition, being able to sense things. These are very important because as humans, as I said, we are energy. And the fact that we're disregarding it doesn't mean it's not there. By us bringing it back into our life, by shedding light on the fact that we are walking energy, we can shift things. We can start connecting to our own senses. How do I feel? Do I feel good? Do I need time off? Do I need to meditate for five minutes? Have I gotten off track again and forgot forgot who I am? Did I fall back into my old patterns again? And this is not really me. I'm not happy when I react this way. I'm not happy when 
I can't speak up, for example, right? So there are all of these things that make us technically not harmonious, not vibrate the way we should vibrate. And so I see that as a huge problem and people are starting to see this now. So that's, that's a great sign, but um, now we have to learn what is it that we do about that. So that's where emotional intelligence comes in. That's where all of this work on yourself comes in. All of the work doesn't matter if you are not happy inside. Because yes, you can get a bigger paycheck, you can get a promotion, but if you do not feel that void inside, then what does this matter? And I do see that, Katerina, as you're sort of pointing out this post-COVID work life, it it seems like we're finally getting to a place where we're being recognized as whole humans in the work, <laughs> right? Yes. That yes. we're not just employees in one space and then you know our personal selves at home that these things do interact and they can conflict and they can be out of harmony with each other and you know when i sort of set up that question i said you know for women at least for me has been the experience for myself and a lot of women around me that it always has been integrated but this structure wasn't set up for that sort of integration and that and that harmony. And as we start to discover this in this post-COVID world or um, post, you know, first mm-hmm. part of that, uh, you know, pandemic world, that we're trying to create a greater balance between work and life, life and work, and being recognized as whole human beings. It's, it's a shift. And I think as high-powered women, you know, high-achieving women in business or women executives, that, that feels new. You know, you mentioned it. We're, you're sort of running on this track where you're trying to live up what you think you're expected to be um, based off of the signals that you've received around you. So what do you see as some of the greatest challenges that, you know, women in business, women executives are, are facing? What blocks are they experiencing to sort of create a, a greater harmony there? Well, I think neglecting our superpower being females is one of the big ones um kind of try not to be a woman trying to fit in a in a very masculine world and becoming more masculine and women are very powerful we are capable of so much and i'm not saying we shouldn't be doing things that men can do and men shouldn't be more, say, attuned and sensitive, right? It doesn't make them less masculine. But with women, as, as women, we can pay more attention into staying in our feminine, which means what I said before, it's perceiving, it's flowing, it's taking our time. There is huge power in that. There's huge power in guiding someone, in caring for someone and showing compassion. And there are a lot of powerful women out there and it starts with us. It starts with somebody stepping up and saying, okay, I want to do things differently because this is what resonates. And this comes from work on ourselves. That takes compassion. And these skills, have been regarded as a weakness before. So there is this stigma. If we show this, then we can't be successful, right? 
where this now is shifting. We can bring this to the office. From, a, from the point of being strong, it takes a lot of power, it takes a lot of willpower to be able to be compassionate with someone. And so when that starts to happen, then we connect to ourselves we can be more authentic. And I think that's another issue that as women and also men have been experiencing because we haven't been allowed being ourselves. So that's where the power comes from because that's when we start flowing. That's when we become leaders. Say so we lose fear and we can step up. We become more creative. We come up with better solutions. And we now open up we can form better relationships with people. Again, that's back to emotional intelligence. Now, people want to work with us. People want to make things happen with us, not because we pay them, just because they're interested in us, because we became interested in them. As you're talking about this connection between you know, our, ourselves and our, our place in office or the workplace, and how we can start to take these, these skills or this connectivity or this harmony and and integrate it within our whole lives, both at the office and at home. And you've worked with people to do this very thing. Is there a specific instance or transformational story you can sort of illustrate the benefit of this type of work? Usually we can't see what blacks us. It's just, that's how humans work. So when I start working with someone, it becomes very obvious to me where that is that's preventing them from taking them to the next level. So I work with this woman, very successful woman. She runs a couple of her own businesses and she just came and she was like, listen, nothing is working anymore. I know I'm blocked. I just don't know where it is. So please do something to me. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So we started working together and what becomes very obvious to me that her family life, her extended family, um, has been blocking her emotionally. They've been holding her almost hostage because they wanted her attention. And that was coming from their own trauma. And then they were resonating from, uh, with her trauma that she's been carrying with her. That's how usually it works with people. And because she felt bad, she put her career in the background. She put her personal life in the background. So for the last, say, eight years, none of these things have been flowing. So eventually her energy went so low that she couldn't even see what she can do with herself. And she had clients coming to her, but she constantly was just saying no to them because, you know, the family was taken in the first place. So what we did, we worked on boundaries. First, we became very aware of where this is all coming from, what kind of trauma it's touching on in her and what we can do about that. So that is, that's coming back to your, say self-awareness self-love and that's your boundary work so what she did immediately the minute she left immediately she started setting her boundaries because she realized that her own life is actually she's been abandoning herself her own life for this idea for this illusion that she's been sacrificing she needed to sacrifice where in reality we never have to do that because the minute we start sacrificing our own life everything goes bad everything becomes 
um, just disconnected and nothing really works. So she set her boundaries with her family and guess what? Immediately, immediately she started shining. You can just look at her and you see her light. She accepted a couple of new clients. She started traveling and she started being more excited about her personal life. I am a huge supporter of results not just dragging your feet for years or months, but be like, okay, this is where the problem is. This is where disconnect is. What can be done? Are you ready to do the work? That's really powerful, Katarina, because I I think of those times where you can feel yourself, your energy, um, your well-being sort of taking that shift where you have low energy, you know, really it spoke to me when you said she felt like she couldn't take on any more clients. There wasn't enough left to give and you're only going to be your best self, your best self as a mother, your best self as a friend, a sister, a daughter, a a coworker, a leader, if you're taking care of what you need to inside of you and recognizing the shift in energy is part one. And as you said, part two is, is seeking help and guidance that you need and um, being open to those transformations and those experiences. If somebody's sitting here and they're saying, well, you know, this sounds really wonderful, but if I'm in my everyday life and here I am feeling frustrated or my energy's low or I'm I'm feeling blocked, but I I don't know what to do about it, it. Is there like a simple affirmation or a piece of advice or tool that after listening to this podcast, somebody could sort of implement right away. I can share um, sort of an affirmation. Um, At the same time, I'd like to say that these affirmations, they come together with uh, the work that we're doing constantly on ourselves, which means therapy, uh, guidance, right? Coach, any kind of work that uh, we can do because just say an affirmation to yourself without going deeper into where is this coming from? Why did I allow this to happen to me again? Why did I allow the outside force, the outside energy affect me again, right? Or why is my anxiety coming again? Why did I not notice what triggered it this time? So again, that is your own power that we need to claim. And that comes from work on yourself. And we still have to get into our own power. And our own power is being able to manage our emotions, being able to manage our own energy. So say along these lines, the affirmation could be is bring yourself back to presence. So say something, everything is falling apart or you got stressed out, or something is happening at work, find the space, bring yourself back to present. How do you do that? Just stop. Literally just stop. Stop and ask yourself this question. Am I being real me now? Or I fell back into my old patterns. And then once you ask that question, take a moment and through ritual to tune back into who you really are. Who are you? I am this flowing, healthy, uh, compassionate human. All I want to do is live my, my life in peace. I try to help. I try to do my best. I'm not perfect. 
try to tune into that energy again. Try to get a hold of your own energy because that's what we have a power to do. So I think that that's what I practice and because it happens to all of us. We're all human. The energy is shifting constantly. We just have to know how to bring it back to ourselves. Am I being real or am I falling into old patterns? Um, and then you also mentioned, you know, that it doesn't have to be perfect, that this does happen and that we're human. Um, progress, not perfection. Also not to beat ourselves up when we don't do it perfectly or that when we do fall back into some of these old habits, but to stop and recognize and take a moment to try to shift that energy when we feel that spiral starting to cycle. Um, exactly. 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 And that's a, that's a part of the big part of the work that I do. Uh, that pattern, right? That those beliefs um, that we're all made of, believe it or not, we still are made of patterns regardless of how much we work on ourselves. But it's good to know where is my pattern and where's real me. And that's when we start to connect to who I really am. Who is real me? right? What do I really like without the societal pressure, without pressure from any kind of groups, uh, any kind of friends, any kind of activities that we all um, feel like we should be doing? What does real me like? And that's, that's the authenticity I'm talking about. And that's from that place, everything starts to open up because you're finally connecting to yourself. And what opens up is creative solutions, You've been a kinder person. You've been more attentive person at work and at home. So that's a huge shift in energy. So that's how this whole energy thing works. You got um, ahead of me because I was going to say once we <laughs> start to harness this, what does that translate to? You know, you said your your own power that we we need to claim our authenticity, and then seeing the the real life shifts in um, being able to be compassionate, to be more attentive, to come up with more creative solutions. My very next question was going to be, how do we see that then manifest within our, our life and our work as leaders in business, in finance, being able to, to harness our own power and to be authentic to put that out into the world and come up with more creative solutions to, to move forward in a new way um, is a really powerful and exciting. Absolutely. I just want to add something. Yes. What, so what it translates into in say business life terms, because we're all so logical. We need to know like one, two, three, what it translates into successful career. You're doing what you want to do. You're doing the work that you love. Um, you're joyful in life, you're peaceful, you have that inner peace that you can just relax. Those anxieties that constantly, uh, that people are constantly suffering with, right? That stuff goes away because you start healing. You start healing that inner trauma that is manifesting in us not being authentic. What happens with your relationships? You have health, your relationships. So that's how your life changed. That's that's why these things are so important. And yeah, these are the things that are very, things that we can't touch, right? There is no paycheck for these things. But what is really important in life? Why are we here? 
what are we doing? Are we just going to work and that's the purpose of us? Or we are trying to live our life to the best of our abilities and um, make some kind of difference. Well, Katerina, you've definitely give us a lot to think about today. Before um, we let you go, is there anything else you think our listeners should know? Given, uh, given the energy a chance, given a different idea of life a chance could have a huge impact on life. That whole happiness idea uh, becomes very possible. And Katerina, if listeners are interested in this type of feeling in your work, where can they find you? Okay, so they can find me um, on my website. That's where they can sign up for for my upcoming programs or for one-on-one work. Um, it's uh, com. They can also find me on Instagram at Katerina.Levantar or on TikTok where I share emotional intelligence tips at the same name. So yeah, that's where I am. And you can message me there, uh, connect and chat, ask questions. Yeah. And we will also make sure to put a link to all of that information um, below the podcast. Katerina, thank you so much for joining the Hurdle Rate podcast and sharing your story. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure being here. Thank you, Anoy. Again, I'm Emily Advani. Tune in next time as we work toward answering what is the minimum return we expect from the investment in ourselves and one another? This has been the Hurdle Rate podcast.